should we have dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki? And I'm going to preface with this. Um, and Nicole Hannah-Jones, uh, the 1619 Project, tweeted out recently under her tweet, Twitter name, Ida Bay Wells, she said this, feeling ashamed of shameful things is not bad. It is called being an empathetic and moral human being. Shame helps us do better. When I visited the Hiroshima Peace Memorial Museum about the impact of the U.S.'s atomic bomb, as an American, I felt shame. So should she? We'll talk about that on this episode of the podcast. Stay tuned. In a world of incompetent bosses, micromanagers, and petty tyrants, one management professor claims that he can help you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. You are listening to The Leadersmith. Now, here is your host, Darren Gertis. Okay, so she talked about, you know, that she felt shame as an American for dropping bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So uh, this is not a commentary on Ida Bay Wells uh, or Nicole Hannah-Jones, her real name, uh, or the 1619 Project or anything along those lines. If you want to look that up, you can look about criticism of, of her or the positives about it. That's your business. Here, I want to talk about why she's talking about Hiroshima in these terms and Nagasaki in these terms. I think part of this is um, uninformed. I think part of it is just that she sees the world through a certain lens. And I want to help you understand how Truman got to the decision. And I'm going to use a, another article here. But first, there was another. So this started the controversy, of course. And and your, her bread and butter is being involved in controversy. So uh, she said in another uh, tweet, uh, you're the one who poorly understands history because somebody else you know, said she understands, poorly understands history. Uh, you're the one who poorly understands history. They dropped the bomb when they knew surrender was coming because they spent all this money developing it and to prove it was worth it. Propaganda is not history, my friend. I would argue that's not history either. And here's why. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to use a article from a historian who was not in this fight. This article was written a few years ago, and it was called The Bombs of August. It was written in 2018. It has nothing to do with Nicole Hannah-Jones or anything that she said. It was just a historian talking about what Truman was thinking, what was going on at the time, and how this all played out. Okay, so this article is by uh, Victor Davis Hansen. He's a well-respected historian at Stanford. Okay, so here's the background. It's August 6, 1945. Truman drops the first bomb on Hiroshima, and three days later, there's a second one on Nagasaki. Now, this was horrific. So I partly understand what's going on with this commentary about how, as an American, I felt shame. Okay, yeah, you, you killed a lot of people, but in context, what's going on? And so that's what I want to unpack for you now is the context. So let's think about what was going on in World War II. We had just been through a number of years, at least from 1941 for the United States and from 39 or so um, for Europe, okay? At least from 1941, when Japan sucker punches the United States and Pearl Harbor tries to sink its fleet to put it out of the war. Okay, so Imperial Japan is not like today Japan. 
Today, Japan is a democracy that is largely a partner with other democracies in, in the world of trying to be a peaceful nation. Imperial Japan was not like that at all. It was pretty bloodthirsty. If you doubt me, ask the Chinese, uh, look up a video called The Rape of Nanking. What happened to the Chinese when Japan invaded, took over their stuff, raped their women, killed their men? It, it's brutal. Okay, so Imperial Japan uh, agreed to formally surrender on September 2nd. That ended World War II. If you don't know enough about World War II to, you know, and you still think that uh, dropping the bomb was just as barbaric. And, and by the way, the United States is the only country that's ever used an atomic bomb, right? No other country on earth has actually used one of these. So it does kind of put you, you know, give you a black eye and make you look suspect. But here's the context. 65 million dead from World War II. That's what has gone on by the time that World War II ended. Now, part of that was the bomb dropped on Nagasaki and the bomb dropped on Hiroshima. Granted, 65 million people. I mean, it's almost hard to wrap your mind around that kind of figure. Okay, so let's talk about what was going on in Truman's mind. Uh, his decision was about 75 years ago, 76, something like that. Uh, and it was not controversial at the time. It's controversial today because we're looking at it through a different lens and we're thinking about it like from we're making a decision from the high seat like, oh, that's bad to, to kill all those people with the bomb. Yeah, it is bad. Well, there's things that are potentially worse. OK, so Hiroshima was a legitimate military target. OK, it was a headquarters of a Japanese army unit. And so, OK, I mean, other military, other armies. Um, in a war situation are always legit targets. Nagasaki was not the primary next target. The next target, um, it was a secondary target. The next target was a city called K uh, Kokura. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but uh, it was, they just couldn't exactly get the bomb in the right place, cloud cover, whatever. So they went on to Nagasaki. Now, Nagasaki was a legitimate secondary target because it was the Mitsubishi munitions plant. Munitions plant one and Mitsubishi, like if you forget about this, they were making the motors for the planes, the zeros that were, you know, dive bombing our ship. So there, it's a legit target as well. Okay. So you have, um, this terrible, and here's why she's ashamed, terrible casualties. Um, you know, the blast would have killed uh, tens of thousands and the radiation with the radiation that followed after the blast, upwards of 150,000 Japanese killed by the bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Okay. So I get that. It's, it is sad. It's, it's a terrible, tragic loss of life but there's more to it. So what's more to it? Truman, I'm going to quote now, Truman wanted to use the bombs to avoid invading the Japanese mainland. The recent battle for Okinawa had resulted in estimated 50,000 American casualties. Okay, so just to take an island south of Japan on Okinawa, it cost 50,000 American lives probably the equivalent or more Japanese lives in order to take the island. Now, remember, 150,000 for the bombs. Okay, Military planners now also estimated that it was going to cost 
the equivalent of 20 Okinawa campaigns in order to take Japan. And it's not like Japan was going, you know what, I'm about to surrender. They weren't like that at all. In fact, Japanese leaders, let me quote again, Japanese leaders swore that they would fight to the bitter end, bragging of their planned sacrifice as the glorious death of 100 million. They planned to draw on 10,000 suicide planes and 10 million soldiers, militiamen, and irregulars. Okay, so you have 150,000 with the bomb, or both bombs, and including the, the side effects of radiation, that kind of thing. Or you have um, <laughs> Japan swearing to fight with a death of 100 million. Okay, so, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's becoming pretty clear here which way is the kinder way of doing this. And there's no kind way to kill 150,000 thousand people but which way which option is best again it wasn't controversial at the time now let me add an extra layer because uh hansen does this the soviet union had done essentially nothing to japan during the war they were fight fighting the germans on the eastern front uh as we were coming from the western side through france across the rhine into germany but the soviets now see an opportunity if they can put all their might and muster into uh, Japan, they can eventually, you know, be the victors, rush through and have a slice of Japan or uh, China or uh, the colonies like uh, Korea or in the Pacific or whatever. And the, so the Soviets are kind of opportunistic. Now, if you don't believe that they are, look at what happened with the Eastern Bloc in Europe after World War II, how they carved up Europe and made them these satellite states of the Soviet Union that was under their bondage for a while. So that's got to be in Truman's mind as well. And he's not really excited about that possibility. Think about the allied prisoners as well. There are thousands of allied prisoners that are dying each day in J Japanese hands. There's a million Japanese soldiers that are still doing what Japanese soldiers do, which is brutally killing their victims. Okay, so that's still going on every day. Tick tock every day that that's going on more and more death, more and more atrocities. Okay. The new airfields that they had in Okinawa in order to, um, to invade Japan, they had 10,000 bombers. The United States now has 10,000 bombers ready to invade Japan. So if you do it one way, you have 150,000 dead, and that's terrible and it's tragic, no doubt about it. You do it the other way, now you're going to have to in fly over Japan and drop napalm on the larger population, not just because if the entire nation is now going to mobilize against you to fight until the bitter end, it's not going to go as well as, you know, you might think it's not, they're not, not waving the white flag anytime soon. Okay, so the Japanese uh, are swearing to fight to the bitter end. They're running out of food. The U.S. Navy has essentially, um, you know, created a blockade around Japan. And so they're running out of food supplies. They're going to be bombed, uh, firebombed uh, into oblivion. So, <laughs> you know, if you go one way, you save a lot more lives with the bomb. And I think that's that's the lesson here. Um and, and these, and when I'm talking lives, I'm talking about lives, not just American lives. Yes, you would have, I, think about this. 
20 times the casualties in order to take Japan would have been roughly a million more U.S. dead. Okay, but I'm not just talking about U.S. dead, Asian lives, allied soldiers, Japanese civilians, um, the, the victims of Japanese soldiers in other countries. How many people were spared because of this action? Okay, so he concludes by saying this. It's now common to fault Truman for his seemingly cruel decision. But in 1945, many Americans were blaming the U.S. government for thousands of American deaths from fighting in the Pacific. Right after the war, they complained that the atomic bomb should have been used even earlier to preclude nightmares such as Okinawa. Okay, so we're, we're not thinking at that time at all about, well, how could you use that? No, use it. Get the war done. Stop this madness. 65 million deaths. Okay, so that's what's going on. So Imperial Japan in 1945 was not a kinder, gentler place that would have just waved the white flag, as she said. And we didn't do it just because we're trying to prove that we, we, you know, the money that we spent on it was worthless. That is ignorance. It's either ignorance or it's an agenda. I don't know which it is, but that is not history. That is propaganda. So I give you all that background because it, in itself, isolated, it looks like a terrible thing. But sometimes decisions that we make, there's a bad decision and there's a worse decision and maybe even a worse decision than that. Sometimes you don't have a good choice. And this was the kind of situation that we were in. So I, I hope that helped you understand it. I always end every episode of my podcast with a quotation for contemplation. And this one is from the former Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. He said, if we don't make tough decisions today, our children are going to have to make much, much tougher decisions tomorrow. And I think that's how it works. If we don't make the decisions that we need to make, even if it's a bad one, as opposed to a far worse one or a far, far, far worse one, if we don't make those decisions now, you, you, you want to deal with it now rather than when it gets even worse. Okay. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. Um, if you like this episode, listen to other episodes of the podcast. Tell me what you're thinking. I put a link in the notes below so that you can reach out and tell me what you'd like to hear about. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening.